You're listening to Clearly Conspicuous, a podcast series brought to you by Holland and Knight's Consumer Protection, Defense, and Compliance Team. Here at Holland and Knight, we have the working knowledge of how federal and state agencies operate and how courts address consumer protection issues. Consumer protection laws and regulations impact every dimension of business. Aggressive federal and state agencies are getting the attention of senior executives who are concerned about risk management, compliance challenges, and high-profile governmental inquiries. Holland and Knight's Consumer Protection Defense and Compliance Team has the experience, knowledge, relationships, and platform to effectively work with our clients to address these issues. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our second podcast of Clearly Conspicuous. As we noted in the previous session, our goal in these podcasts is to make you succeed in this current regulatory and governmental environment that's very aggressive right now and very progressive. We also want to make you aware of what's going on with the federal and state consumer protection agencies, and we want to give you very practical tips for success. It's a privilege to be with you today. There's so much going on with consumer protection regulators right now, such as the FTC is actually seeking a ban on non-compete clauses in employment agreements. But I want to focus on today in a topic that's on the mind of many companies. And the topic is how to manage governmental investigations successfully. We want to make you aware of the pitfalls of doing it yourself. So let's start with identifying the nature and scope of a governmental investigation. There are five key steps in the process. First, you will receive a subpoena or a letter that requests documents and information. This is very similar to what you get in litigation with interrogatories and document requests. Immediately upon receipt of that subpoena, or sometimes they call it a civil investigative demand, the CID, you'll want to narrow the scope of the investigation, obviously. Then, after that initial week or 10 days, you'll then start producing documents and information in compliance with the subpoena. An important tip in this stage, too, is to be an advocate and strategic at every step of the way. You don't want to do a document or information dump. I'll say that again. You don't want to do a document dump. You have to be strategic in how you produce the information and documents. And at every stage of production, it's prudent to have an executive summary that lets the regulators know the kinds of documents and information they're receiving. Third, at the conclusion of the discovery phase, It's always wise to provide a white paper that demonstrates why you think you didn't violate any laws or regulations. And you'll want to highlight the key factors to show that the investigation should be closed without any action. Four, there's a deliberation stage. This can go on for months, but it's when the government just steps back and deliberates and studies the information in the documents to see what the next step is. They're going to make a decision. Should we move forward, enter into settlement negotiations or even litigation, or should we close the investigation? I have found in my experience, both at the commission and in private practice, that you'll want to seek meetings with the governmental staff. 
you'll want to be somewhat very proactive and provide further evidence to support the positions you took in the white paper. Obviously, the goal in this phase is to do everything you can to convince the government to close the investigation. Then finally, the fifth stage is if there is no closure, settlement negotiations 99% of the time commence. And so you'll go into very aggressive settlement negotiations. So those are the five steps. But I want to start now that we have the big picture. Let's look at the immediate tasks that you should follow when you get this subpoena or the CID. First, at the outset, contact the government staff who's conducting the investigation. Introduce yourself and outside counsel. It's critical that you develop an immediate credibility and trust with the staff. Experienced counsel should be obtained, definitely, where they can give their background that demonstrates that you'll be transparent and cooperative and to show that you understand the rules of the road. Interestingly, there are internal rules of the road at these agencies that are not public. So it's really important to know what the bells and whistles are, and that's where experienced counsel comes in. I'll also share, when I was at the FTC, we had a blue book that actually identified counsel and people that the FTC can and cannot trust. So another immediate task right after the initial introduction is to evaluate the terms of the subpoena. You should get your team together and figure out, once you look at the scope and the nature of the subpoena, determine what's ambiguous, what's vague, and what's burdensome. Really get a handle on the difficulties involved in complying with the CID or the subpoena. And you'll want to consider doing this in phases or waves as well. Again, you want to avoid a document dump. Then after that, you'll set up a meeting. It's called a meet and confer, a meeting with the government staff, and you'll negotiate the scope and the terms of the subpoena. In that meeting, not only will you want to negotiate the scope and the terms of the subpoena, it's important to give an opening statement. You'll want to tell your story. You'll want to set the stage and give a flavor and some kind of barometric reading of where you want to go with this investigation. In some cases, I've actually done a PowerPoint before the staff to demonstrate how my client is compliant. And there are times where I'll really introduce the key team at the company to demonstrate the talent of experience of the company. Simply put, you want to show the government that the company doesn't have and the people at the company don't have forms, that they're educated, they're compliant, they're good corporate citizens, you need to set the tone at the beginning. There are key considerations to always keep in mind when you're involved in these investigations. The first and foremost consideration is this. The government is the judge, the jury, and the prosecutor all wrapped up in the one. They play all those roles. Therefore, developing and maintaining a credible relationship with the government staff is critical. Similarly, there's an appropriate touch that's required when dealing with the government, and they have internal procedures to conduct investigations, as I spoke about earlier. During my career, I've taken over matters 
from other counsel or where companies tried to do it by themselves, where the investigation is already in progress and where things are going downhill. When I evaluate what happened, it's always the same observation to me. The company or its counsel didn't dance in the right way with the government. A mirror was broken. <laughs> Sorry for all the metaphors, but I hope they make the point. In terms of big picture strategies, when you're dealing in an investigation, don't be on the defense only. You have to be on the offense. You need to be strategic in your production of documents and information. You do it in waves and you be an advocate of your position. Submit cover letters and executive summaries during each phase of production. Submit white papers that outline the facts and the law and the factors to show why the investigation should be closed. In conclusion, investigation and inquiries by the federal or state government is very, very serious business. It's truly crisis management. It involves attention by the owners, by the C-suite executives, by the board of directors and its committees, and by key employees. In these investigations, your brand and reputation is at stake. So stay tuned for further programs as we identify and address the key issues and developments and provide strategies for success. I wish you continued success and a meaningful day. Take care. Thank you for listening to Clearly Conspicuous. For more information on our consumer protection defense and compliance team, visit hklaw.com slash cpdc or email anthony.deresta at hklaw.com with any questions about today's episode.